Bitch Talk, episode 216. How are you, everyone? It's not hot as fuck anymore in the city, but it's still hot. I'm Aaron. This is Ange. What's up? Char on the ones and twos blowing in because parking is a bitch in downtown San Francisco. Uh, you guys can catch us on bitchtalkpodcast.com, Twitter at bitchtalkpod, Facebook, bitchtalkpodcast, Instagram, bitchtalkpodcast, one word. And uh, if you want to shoot us a little email, say hi. Or, you know, tell us to fuck off. That's fine, too. It's therealbtpod at gmail.com. I'm not going to delay this intro because we have a beautiful young indie filmmaker by the name of Annika Yu in here. Woo. Hello, Annika. Annika Woo. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was on such a roll. It was. That's like, it was I don't know if anyone caught it a couple episodes ago, but when I called Donald Glover, Danny Glover, on an intro, <laughs> not racist, just a little uh, Alzheimer's. This one was racist, though. This one you? was racist. I'm okay, sorry, you Annika. And woo, they're all interchangeable. I'm gonna don't worry about re- it. I'm going <laughs> to, Annika Woo. Okay. Uh, well, I just really fucked up everything. Anyways, your documentary is called So Close to the Sky. And also, you and Andrew working on... Not a documentary, but a, what would you call it? A short video. Short video? Yeah, it's for um, an organization in San Francisco, the Chinese Progressive Association, and they are having their 45th anniversary this year. Um, so they've been around for 45 years, which is phenomenal. Um, and we're making a video about their history and also their programs um, and their influence in the community. Um, and they're going to show it at their event on October 7th. Oh, you guys really are on deadline. <laughs> That's yeah, why you're I'm working actually, so hard. I'm actually going to start and finish something, which is awesome. Imagine yes. that feeling. I don't know. Try to what imagine that. that I don't know what that. <laughs> yes. Actually, I know what that feels like with every podcast. But um, but I've brought up I've brought up different shoots um, in, in recent uh, bitch, I was going to say bitch fest, basic bitch talks. It is bitch festing. Because we, uh, like, we'll bring up how we're depressed about something that 45 <laughs> has done or whatever and, like, how to how to, how to to counter that depression and that hopelessness. And I was like, well, working on this project with you has really given me, like, a newfound hope in our future and our and our present. I'm just- putting the brakes on your inspiring talk because, <laughs> just, just wait, really, because... We're going to talk about being independent filmmakers, like really independent filmmakers here, and being <laughs> women that are independent filmmakers. I also feel like Shar somewhere in there can talk about being an independent podcast producer, I guess, because um, she does a lot of other audio producing, but podcasts is her main gig. But um, how did you all meet? Because Ange met Annika <laughs> in a roundabout way, as you do yeah. in San Francisco, as we do. Um, but go ahead. Because <laughs> uh, it's funny, it's hilarious. Yeah, I, it was. It was maybe it was over a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And I had just come back from something. I was out of town and I was exhausted. And my sister texts me and she's like, "You have to come out right now." And I was like, <laughs> "No, I just got home. I'm tired. Whatever." And she's like, "There's someone here who's you." <laughs> like, yeah, were, I think it was SantaCon or something. Or no, something. I do what not go happening? to SantaCon. Okay. Don't spread okay. that. <laughs> yeah, that's it not was, her. That was when I first moved here, so it, I didn't know anything about it. Okay, it was <laughs> V's. <laughs> it was V's birthday. It was my oh, sister's right. friend and your friend's friend. Like we yeah. didn't even directly know the dude whose birthday it was. Yeah, but it was his birthday, and we were out on Polk Street. And my sister was like, this girl is you. You have to meet her. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, whatever. Okay. So I go and I fi- before I meet you, I find out that like they were all sitting around at dinner. And aunt's friends, my sister's friends all know my situation. You know, I came here in the interim while I finished the film. 
you know, staying with my sister, finishing my film and working part time gigs. But mainly the documentary is my main main goal. Right. And so <laughs> I guess they were all sitting around dinner and getting to know Annika. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just finished shooting a documentary with my best friend in Panama. We were <laughs> hiking in the jungles of Panama. And, you know, now I'm living with my sister in Oakland while I finish the film, you know? And, <laughs> Sleeping and it was on just the floor. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> Very glamorous life. <laughs> on a I love being a documentary filmmaker. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so, um, so it, was, it was really weird and kind of serendipitous that we met each other. <laughs> and yeah. I'm glad I went out because I was really tired, but yeah. <laughs> I was motivated. I was How like, long ago was that? A year and a half, two no, years ago? maybe yeah. even two years ago. No, yeah, it was, was not. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Jesus. so we met at the bar. Yeah, we met, <laughs> met like, at the I bar. Get your, your email address. And yeah, emailed Angela, and we stayed connected. Right. Yeah. She just, texted me like right away. She's like, "Oh my god, I met, I met my met me, but younger and more full of hope and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and potential. <laughs> but me, except for that, yeah." <laughs> More potential. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but um, no, but it was really funny, and it's it's you know it's hard to find people that can actually commiserate with you. Like a lot of people can be like, oh, I'm I'm so proud of you for, but they can't really understand like the struggle. Not that yeah. I'm complaining. Like we're very blessed to be able to live this life, but the struggle is real though. But yeah, yeah, to be able to commiserate and be like, you get it, you know, and I don't have to explain further. That was really special. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, in our situation, yeah. it's like, you know, we were both staying at our sisters. Like, obviously, when you're in this industry as filmmakers, documentary filmmakers, freelancers, um, we're constantly just thinking about, like, our work and, like, how we can make a difference and, like, our voice. And um, it's it's not an easy life, but mm -mm. it's definitely, definitely worth it. So for to meet Angela and, like, hear that she was kind of in the same position, um, it was really inspiring and, like... You know, even since then, like we've been able to like bounce ideas off each other and, you know, now collaborate with each other on like paid gigs around the city. It's, you know, it's it's cool. That's awesome. A paid gig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Annika Wu. Uh, <laughs> I have it right. Jesus Christ. I'm going to blame Alzheimer's and the heat. Uh, Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Always. Every month is Hashtag. Alzheimer's Awareness Month. It's her, by the really? way. It's so really in June, but. Anyways, Angela got confused and doesn't think it's real. And then I have to send her the link every year now and be like, no, this is the actual month. But um, do you want to talk about So Close to the Sky? Because I was yeah. looking at the website today and man, it looks beautiful. Your <laughs> shoot you. looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's um, three years in the making. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, Girl, it's a seven year marathon allegedly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it takes time. Like work that you love definitely takes time. Um so So Close to the Sky is a documentary film um, that I am working with with one of my best friends, Emily Kinski. And it's focused on one of the largest indigenous groups in Western Panama, uh, the Nobes. It is a story about the change in, tra in, the change in uh, transitions of a culture, um, mm. you know, due to like, you know, the rapid uh, development from the modern world and just how they are able to navigate and reinvent themselves as a people um, in order to keep their cultures and traditions alive. So for our stories, we are focused on three separate families, and each of them are at drastically different stages mm -hmm. when it comes to awareness um, and what's happening around uh, the world. And, um, you know, I mean, I can go into the individual 
characters, but, you know, this isn't a story about a people and their struggle, you know, to hold on to their culture. You know, I feel like a lot of um, films out there or like even news sources kind of like tell the world, oh, you know, you know, these people like pity them, you know, and mm-hmm. that's definitely not what what our film is about. But because um, they're not ignorant to what's happening around the world, they know fully what's going on and they're adapting to the changes. And what do you mean by they know what's going on and what are the changes in terms of technology, in terms of... Right. So, you know, one of our characters, Ricardo, he is actually a young activist who has spent his whole life fighting for, um, fighting against Barro Blanco, which is a hydroelectric dam Mm. that was being built while we were filming. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, like, the dam actually finished this year Mm -hmm. and um you know the repercussions of that is you know several villages are flooding and crops are being you know are like basically gone um the lives that they've built you know um is is done Mm -hmm. so he's been able to you know speak in front of the panamanian president he's had to um you know go into the city and really force himself to understand like why is this happening to my people Mm. um and so those are those are definitely the kinds of changes um that they're seeing also you have like missionaries going through panama throughout the world Mm -hmm. who are trying to preach right and you know spread the word of god and you know from that like they're also seeing like who you know asking who are these people Mm -hmm. like why are they here like now they're curious which isn't a bad thing but um it definitely affects um their culture right we saw that in nepal a little bit and we're well oh yeah if no one knows that Ange and I are documentary filmmakers as well we are and we were in Nepal a few years ago and we were seeing churches kind of um, sprout up within I think I saw them on the way back from our hike in the Mm -hmm. Himalayas but Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting to see I'm like why are they here I had the same question I mean I get it curiosity is good if you're gonna spread religion fine but okay yeah um how did you find the story or stories so we actually hiked across Panama. Um, my friend was living there for a while. And um, once we hiked through the country and we saw what was happening um, in the country with like protests, you know, from the no bays, like protesting dams and coal mines that were being built. Um, they actually stopped the Pan American Highway um, one year. And so once we saw that, we you know, we just talked to each other and was like, you know, there's a story that needs to be told here. Um, and fortunately, we met like Ricardo and um, it was throughout our hike that we actually met, um, was able to be introduced into the characters who are now in our story. So was it? Oh, sorry, Ange. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to ask, was it? So you guys were hiking. You found out about what was going on in Panama. Mm-hmm. And I saw that Emily, she's already sort of produced, not sort of, she has produced um a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but was it, you focused on one story and they're like, oh, okay, there's other stories here to talk about. So it kind of evolved during shooting or was it always the plan to have? It wasn't always the plan. We were literally just hiking across Panama. We were very curious about the country and it just came about naturally. Um, I mean, we brought like our GoPros with us the first time we hiked and like our cameras so we could like remember, you know, like, take um you like remember Mm -hmm. this hike and also like um meet people Mm -hmm. so nothing was really planned it kind of just came to us and um yeah 
so it was from there. It it sounds like meeting Ricardo was kind of integral in getting getting yourselves into this community, having a, a tie into the community. Like, what kind of struggles did you have in garnering their trust? I mean, that here you come with all this equipment, and you're like, "Trust us, we're going to tell your yeah. story." You know how wh- what was that like? That's a good question because um that's part of the reason why it's taken us so long um, to film and you know I think it's time it's like you know consistency of like the consistent um, part of like us coming back you know always coming back each year you know just you know to see them and hear their story and um, they do have people you know people that they don't know like walking through their jungles like you have tourists now going into Panama and like going through the trail that goes through their village Hmm. and it's merely just taking the time to sit down um, like we'd be in their house and we'd just sit there for hours, you know, like we'd help them sometimes with, you know, going down to their rice farms and, um, you know, like seeing what they're doing, like listening to their stories. It's it's really just taking time. What you see in our film is literally like a second of the amount of time that we spent just sitting there. Um, understanding them and them understanding us and asking us questions and, um, you know, and understanding why we're there. So, And in terms of being an indie filmmaker and being a young woman, how have you felt in, t- like, I don't know what my bigger question is. Uh, is the process, Is it, are you finding it to be easy, hard, uh, I don't know, interesting, are you learning more things or you or do you feel like you're not learning as much as you wanted to like I feel like Angie and I will take 10 steps ahead and then we'll take five steps back just because it's such a process in terms of being I think an indie filmmaker because there's no there's not really I guess there are books written about this but I don't feel like there's I don't know. I don't Every know. Every experience a, is so different. Right. And especially for There's your no first guidebook. go. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is our first feature link. This is your first feature, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, it's definitely an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's constantly fluctuating. Um, a lot of just unforeseeable obstacles, like when it comes to work and life and, um, you know, how to balance all of that. Uh, I think... I go through my moments, you know, I definitely know for sure, like, you know, this is what I want to do. But I think for everyone who are filmmakers are are in this industry, like they're constantly trying to find like work and then also like, you know, doing what they love to do, like and work and doing, you know, doing your projects. I've realized it's really not the same. And in the beginning, when I came into it, I actually, you know, I was like, no, like I'm going to make documentary filmmaking like my work my career and I, I still want to but like in reality it's harsh and it's you know you really have to hustle like you have to keep networking you have to keep like staying busy and you know I didn't go to film school so I have to constantly you know go to um, go online you know lynda.com you go to nofilmschool.com like they have a lot of resources and Thank goodness our community, like the film community is very sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you constantly have to go online and like make sure that your skills are updated, that like, you know, you're using like updated equipment. You're still creating really beautiful um, visual imagery. Um, so it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely competitive and very, you know, you have to keep at it. Yeah, I was going to say 
Ange and I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but we went to a really awesome film mixer in San Francisco, and it was very informative. Probably one of the best ones we've been to so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. And, and that's where I felt like, okay, we're 10 steps ahead and all this stuff, and now, I don't know, I two weeks, three weeks later, I'm like, it's great that we have this community, but I'm still at the... Okay, how do we get money? <laughs> how do we just get <laughs> how do we get the money to finish this fucking thing? You know, and it, I don't. It's like running against and a there's, wall. There's a strip club down mm-hmm. the street from my house, and it's yeah, and get know, on plan that. B yeah, is always get there. on that yeah. stage, yeah. and which is right across the street from the San Francisco Film Fest uh, lab. Right? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, so it's I like, can take the money and go directly. Yeah, there and go just <laughs> over there and make your film. And but, then I can get a bowl of pho. This place is open till 2 a.m. So yeah. it's all one block away. Oh, so you have the answers, what yeah. you're saying, this whole time. Uh, we could have been doing that <laughs> since last year. Um, but I, are you feeling are you feeling hopeful? Do you feel like your film's going to go out? You're going to show it at festivals? Or is that is that the idea? I do. Um, you know, I, I do feel hopeful. I think that, um, I mean, most importantly, both for Emily and I have, it's always been that this film was for and will be for the Nobes and for the families who were filming, mm-hmm. whether it gets into Sundance, whether it gets into, um, you know, hot dogs, any whatever festival or not. Like our goal is to premiere it in Panama and to make sure that people know who they are mm-hmm. and understand what they're doing and, you know, and give them hope, you know, give the people of Panama hope for their own culture. Um, so when I think about our film and um, I don't think about it in the way that like, is it going to be successful in the terms of what we think success is as filmmakers here in America? Like I think about it like I want to know what they think. I want to know what Ricardo thinks. I want to mm-hmm. know what Mariella and Julio and everyone who we've hiked through like the villages where who, where we've hiked through like that's what's really important to me and I think I think you know having that in mind I guess that is what really keeps me going um, and my hope comes from that I think success is just finishing it <laughs> yes yeah I mean that's definitely part of it you know right. it's the first you know that's in and itself like finishing a doc is a big feat well and I've well and I've I've lately been thinking of it differently too is like I mean it's so cheesy to say but it's the journey not the destination but really when I think about what us being in our fifth year since its inception (laughs) right and I think about where I've come from there till now and the experiences that I've had filming it and you know just trying our our Kickstarter campaign and just all all the like all the people that came together to Mm -hmm. support us and all the people I've met, including you that I probably wouldn't have met if I didn't decide to, to go this route in my life for, for the time being. It's like, yeah, it's already worth it. It's worth it every day, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't have any regrets just one day at a time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be able to, to be given the opportunity to pursue your own vision. Like I think everybody wants that and it's definitely a privilege, but that's why when you say you're going to be a filmmaker and you're a documentary filmmaker, you have to take that seriously as well and like mm-hmm. and really push your work forward no matter what it takes. So. I, yeah, I just I tell people both when they ask about either they want to do a podcast or if they, they want to make a film, I'm like, you have to really be passionate about it. Like, it's not just a, f- a fleeting thing like, oh, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that. I'm like, it's your life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is your life on the day to day. And like what you were saying earlier, it's like you're thinking about it constantly. 
You know, there's not, a, I don't think there's five minutes that goes by during the day where I'm like, fuck, I have to look at more grants. Oh my God, I have to look at more grants. Oh, I should update the Facebook page. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to talk to Angie about this. Oh, we need to l- figure out music. I mean, it's really, I mean, you have to love it. And so. it's, and, and realize that with it comes a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, one of my sister's really close friends just came into town and she was saying how like she just really wants kids. She really wants to be married and have kids. And she was asking me about it. And I was like, wow, this for the past five years, this film has been my kid. You yep. know? <laughs> and it and it always will be. And so it's like, I don't, I don't even have time to think about things like that. I'm just, you know, trying to, <laughs> We're trying trying to, get to hustle this, this thing done. And then and then let me think about the next thing. But but it's sacrifice, you know. And I was going to ask you since you've been kind of back and forth to, excuse me, <clears throat> Bay Area and L.A., is it very different climate when you go down to L.A.? And if you talk about your documentary, is it looked upon in a different way? Or do you feel a little more competitive? Yeah, I do. Or not? Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I think when you're down in L.A., every everyone's doing this. Right. You know, everyone is really kicking ass. And they're like, you know, when I think about myself hustling, like it's nothing compared to like what some people are doing, you know, down in L.A. since it's such a huge film hub I mean I do get intimidated I'm not gonna lie um but people are very supportive um I mean whenever I go down to LA I work more in production Mm -hmm. I mean that's kind of like my paying gig Mm -hmm. um I've been fortunate fortunate enough to you know consistently get gigs in that you know in the commercial side um of film production but yeah going back to it it's definitely the vibe is a little more intense down there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you felt the same way, Ange? I, uh, not my, that exper- you're... my experience is different because I stayed far away yeah. from that. I went down to LA. <laughs> Ange did the opposite stuff. I was like, I'm going to bartend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually make money for a minute. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but also being in LA was part time for me. I never really thought I was going to be there long term. It was like, I'm going to spend this chunk of my life to travel. And in the interim, I'm going to bartend to make as much money as possible so I can travel as much as mm-hmm. possible. So my mentality was different going to LA than yours. Well, and, and also, also it's home for me. So I don't look at it as, Oh, this is my, my chance to get, you know, I just, I just have a different outlook. And it's a different mentality down there. I think LA is more focused on like film narratives. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think doc work is more in New York. Um, I know San Francisco also has a lot of like really a great lot. documentary mm-hmm. resources as well. But, and also here, what I love about being in the Bay area and working in documentaries is that, you know, people like, this is a very pr- like pro activist city. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of documentary work, like you do a lot of people do a lot of like activism work um, and they also transition to to film work and um, yeah it's it's just different between here and down there um, I was just trying to look for some articles that kind of goes along with this topic but I found one last month that was published um, in Huffington Post on a UK UK blog post I think um, and it the title was why we need independent filmmakers more than ever and One of the things I pulled was um, it is crucial that we foster independent voices and let them express dissent. It is essential that we let filmmakers make the films they want to make. It is essential that we let them express themselves and that we listen. And I was like, that's hella powerful. (laughs) And yes. And to your point about San Francisco kind of versus L.A., I do think San Francisco is more about, I don't want to say the resistance, but sort of resisting dissent and and telling different stories. So, um, yeah. 
Well, and that's the that's what's so fucked up about one major production company <laughs> mm-hmm. being in charge of all the major films that come out that year. Right. You know, it's like that's ex- the exact opposite of what art is supposed to be. It's supposed to be right. everyone's voice, all these different voices and, and and not the same thing spit over and over again or remakes over and over again. That's all the opposite of what it should be. And actually right. that was part of this blog. It's um, I should cite the author. His name's Elliot Grove. He's the found let's see founded the rain dance film festival in 1993 it's a british independent film um based oh and my computer <laughs> just died did you see that everyone oh now oh, it's, it's back. back okay for fuck's sake <laughs> anyways uh he was he he started out talking about you know summer box office is supposed to be these huge films and it started with jaws and star wars and that that's this summer especially that's not the case and there are more independent filmmakers that are taking on these bigger films but they're actually writing and directing it's not just someone else is writing it or you have a group of people writing it and then you have one director it's same and same right and i have to say to that point and i know we talked about it before in another podcast i don't know if you've seen the big sick yet or heard about it no i haven't seen it it's probably i haven't looked at the numbers but i think it might be one of the higher grossing independent films of the summer and it's written and directed by i'm gonna fuck up his name camille nanjani he's on silicon valley he's really hilarious um but i feel like that's one of the bigger films of the season so i think things maybe are it's shifting slowly the shift you mean (laughs) (laughs) the shift is happening (laughs) that's a conversation for another day i'm making you like that goddamn name no Uh, i love it i already love it no I, i definitely think that like um you know i heard that you know, Amazon now is going to Sundance and like Netflix is going into Sundance well, now. Well, the Big Sick is an Amazon, I think it's an Amazon Studios. Yeah, yeah I release. mean, and they're going in there and looking for, um, you know, like independent films mm-hmm. and buying them up and showing it on, you know, through their company. And I heard it's like, you know, that competition between them and now like you have all these production houses that are kind of worried about that. Um, they because, should be. Yeah. So I think that, the opportunities out there, especially for independent filmmakers, it's, you know, it's way higher than ever before. Um, and also, like, the supply um, is definitely way greater than the demand um, in this industry, which kind of, I think, you know, because we have so many resources now, we have access to so many different things. And now we have so many people who are filmmakers um, and allow it allows us to be filmmakers. Like, it's going to be a competitive world. Like, I think in the next few years, like 20 years, like it's going to change. I think you could say the same for podcasts, but I think, um, I think they're better indie filmmakers than others because I was, I was thinking in my head, like, Oh, there are a lot of filmmakers that just use an iPhone, which is totally cool. And I think some of our film might have that. And I was worried for a minute, like, Oh shit, are we just going to be like totally passed up by iPhone filmmakers? But I don't think so. Not yet. Um, and I, the case goes for podcasts, too. Like, there are a lot of podcasts out there. And the more you talk to people about podcasts, including Char, um, a lot of them aren't that good. So I'm not going to worry too much. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah, you can only do what you're doing and be passionate about it. Right, yeah. right. Um, do you want to talk a little more about So Close to the Sky? Are you feeling like you're getting to a point where you're in post or or yeah. are you in post we are so oh, okay. we finished filming um last year 
So, you know, what's... (laughs) Documentary filmmakers will understand what I'm talking about when it comes to like how much time it takes to finish a film, especially when, you know, you have a life and you have, Mm -hmm. you know, finances to take care of. Um, (laughs) So through all of that, uh, we are in post-production and we just finished like working on our script. um, And now we are officially starting to lay in all the footage. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we have like... I mean, we have an incredible amount of footage. I can't even, like, I think that was the hardest part is, like, going through all of our footage and putting a script together. It is so daunting. Um, But we did it, and we did it, and, um, yeah, we're definitely moving forward. And we're moving forward at a pace that feels right for us. Um, You know, we both, Emily and I, have, you know, our lives going on. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, you know, abroad sometimes, and I'm here, and I'm moving around in L.A., and I'm trying to balance, like, you know, maybe I need to find another part-time job. Maybe I need to apply to like Trader Joe's or something to oh, pay girl. for my bill. You know, like you gotta do what you gotta yeah, do. You have to do what you have <laughs> to do. Um, the lusty lady is looking. Yeah. We'll stop by after this. <laughs> yeah, and like so, I'm it's just, why are you keep talking about stripping? Anyway, Behor- I'd be horrible at it. Anyway, <laughs> it would be really funny to see it. Anyways, I mean ahead. the struggle. The struggle. Maybe we can make real. a short and make money off that, and then that'll be how we fund. Yeah, maybe that's what we're gonna a have spoof, to do. A spoof on, a spoof on what our lives really quickly. No, us horribly. Annika, can you help us? us? Horribly yes. trying to become strippers oh. to fund our documentary. <laughs> I think that sounds hilarious. Can you imagine Aaron right now? Hey, what? <laughs> Why am I getting picked on? I didn't say anything about being a stripper. I'm lift driving. That's all I need to do right now. <laughs> That's close enough. Just kidding. Uh, selling your soul to the devil. Anyways, yeah, why did we go to stripping? I'm sorry. What? No, it's okay. It's Trader okay. Joe's. Oh, Trader Joe's. Right. Oh, yeah. Part-time. So... <laughs> No, or the lady, these thoughts apparently. have been going through my head, especially recently. Um, just like, what else do I need to do to like balance out my life and give me time, but also give me time to work on my work. You know, you, I can't take on a full time job because mm-hmm. then that doesn't allow me to work on these projects and I'm still open and, you know, I still want to pursue like make creating videos for organizations or like, you know, finding other um, paid work that's going to, you know, um, really grow my skills as a videographer as well. Um, so you know, everything is definitely a learning process, but you know, what I'm definitely, what I've, I've learned throughout these last couple of years working on this documentary is how grateful I am to be working with, um, an amazing, you know, friend and, you know, Mm co-collaborator. Um, I think we were, we both motivate each other a lot and just like, you know, when there's down times and we're like, okay, we have to get this done. Like we will. And we're very good at just like, you know, like pushing each other up to do that um and also like knowing that like there's skills that she's great at and she will get things done and then skills that I'm good at and I will get things done and that really helps us move the documentary along um so yeah the you know documentary is (laughs) it's going and we will finish it this year and we'll start submitting to festivals after that girl yeah sweet we got to hurry up, You guys will be the first to know. (laughs) (laughs) Can we all find a grant writer for for, for all of us? That's, no, that's That's really what I need right now. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot around the city. Oh, okay. Good to know. Lots to connect on that. I wanted to talk about this really quickly, and I was trying to find, you know, women and TV and film, and I found a really long-ass article that I'll post or something. Um, But... 
because last time, a couple episodes ago, we talked about reboots. Um, I think I sent something to Char if she wants to play it in here. But guess what they're rebooting <laughs> as another TV show? Oh, I thought you were going to say not Lord a of movie. The Flies. Huh? I thought you were going to say Lord of the Flies. No. Um, you Would you want re- them to? No, they're supposedly redoing that with all girls. Really? Oh. In all, yeah. Okay. And it was this huge controversy. Because girls just wouldn't react that way, right? I don't know. <laughs> I thought Char would like this reboot, too. Do you remember this show? Wait, my hearing is bad. I hear something playing. Do you know this theme? I don't know if Annika will. She's young. Should have been somebody else. Oh, my God. Hold on. Believe it or yeah. not. Yeah. Believe it or not. I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so. Sorry, this isn't karaoke time, but The Greatest American Hero is going to be rebooted. That's so random. I know. I have my thoughts about it, but it's the producer, one of the producers and writers from Fresh Off the Boat. Her name's Rachna Fuchbaum, F-U-C-H-B-O-M. It's written by her, and it's the reimagining of... And it actually sounds like Ange, actually. The reimagining of Greatest American Hero centers on Mira, a 30-year-old Indian-American woman from Cleveland whose talents include tequila drinking, karaoke, and not much else. I mean, it's basically based on oh, Angela. Wow. Not much else? What <laughs> I the mean, no. <laughs> What just happened right now? But you're the Greatest American Hero. What just happened? <laughs> We love you. I guess How then this, we love you. Then some aliens entrust her with this, this podcast. Just hey, then some aliens entrust her with the super suit to protect the planet. Okay, I like that. See part. exactly, <laughs> and the world has never been in, in more unreliable hands. Okay, <laughs> kidding. God. I just meant the tequila out. and the karaoke, but I guess they should change the tequila to whiskey. So it would, it could be you. Don't I don't like that. Not much else part. But you're okay, an American buddy. hero. <laughs> Okay. I don't even know what that means. What else do you want? Anyway, next topic. Okay, well, ABC <laughs> bought it and they're rebooting it. So, and it's written by women and it's going to be a woman of color. So, cool. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. In that aspect. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up and you were mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Shar, you be quiet over there. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just Wow, wow, wow. I've never heard Char laugh that loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's hilarious, right? Um, I did want to catch up on one thing, and then we'll end on John Stamos. Uh, Our friends at Bear Bottle Brewery in San Francisco reach out to us. Yes. we mentioned them. Finally, it's happened. It wasn't. One of the companies I've mentioned in a podcast. Wait, but was it because they listened to the podcast? Yes. Or you wrote them? Fuck no, I didn't write them. What they listened to? Yes. People Whoa. are listening. Ange never thinks people are listening to the podcast. She's like, oh my God, did someone listen? I'm like, yeah, I mean, proofs <laughs> in the numbers, people are listening. I but feel yeah, like Ange just thinks this isn't real or something. I'm just she's hanging just out. doing We're this just every out. week. She's just, she's there's like, a mic that's on. <laughs> it's just know. a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Amongst sure. friends. So, wait, did you tag them though, right? You did tag them in the podcast. Yeah, I'm trying something new on Instagram. Right. Yes. No, no. I'm just making sure that it's like it, we definitely kind of. You know, like waved her hand and said, "Hey, of course, come listen to us." Fuck well, yeah. because well, Annika, just for some background, um, Aaron and I, and on the same day, a couple weeks—I think it was a couple weeks ago now—on the same day, we Last ended up week, at this maybe? brewery in the city, and it's the best. 
brewery in this. I mean, I haven't been to all of them, but it's my favorite She's so far. She's been to a lot. In terms of the space, it's a huge space. They have a different truck, food truck parked every every day of the week. They have games, and the beers are among the best in the city. So I end up there randomly one day. It's It, it was super random, and she was there at the same time, and we didn't know. We didn't know this. What? So we, were, we didn't know until we were recording our bitch talk and I and she was like oh I went to Bear Bottle Brew and I was like so did I on Saturday so did I what time and we were there at the same damn time we basically missed each other somehow but it's that's how big this place is it's like a bunch of communal tables it's huge wow. so we could have easily been there at the same time and not known wait so they reached out to you after listening you to the two. podcast I guess yeah yeah they reached that's out. awesome what so did they say now Miller gonna... uh, Miller who heads the social media uh, reached out and said love the podcast and said come on out and interview one of our guys we'd love to have you there so fuck yeah that's gonna happen hopefully by the end of this month <laughs> you're invited Done. all yeah. are invited to come all celebrate. are invited to celebrate have us. some good beers no, <laughs> and celebrate Bear Bottle but I really I, I love them I wasn't just you know blowing smoke up anyone's ass it was it's a great brewery so and cool. Kids can be there. Dogs can be there. Obviously, humans who are adults can be there. Um, but it's awesome, and I love it. So thanks, guys. We will. Don't you worry. Invitation if accepted. You, yeah, if you invite <laughs> us somewhere, we're going to be there. You may regret those words. Right. You might regret that real quick. Uh, so TBD, I mean, if some people just want to come down while we're recording and say hi, that would be great. You know, like I said, we're looking at the last week of September. And uh, we'll let you know as soon as we confirm a date. Word. Awesome. Now it's that time. Have mercy. <laughs> and just still can't believe that anyone <laughs> listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't actually have a minute uh, because John Samos hasn't really said much. Uh, but I've been looking at his pictures on Instagram and he's hot. I mean, he looks hot in the <laughs> summer, guys. What do you want from me? He posts these damn pictures of himself and makes like funny comments, but it's like, yeah, we get it. You're hot. Like <laughs> you are just getting better looking as you're getting older and the heat looks good on you. And you know, he's going to be on tour with the beach boys. So you can go find him there. And if you do go to a show, bring a sign that says John Stamos minute, hashtag John Stamos minute or something or yeah. bitch talk or Hey John, you should be on bitch talk. Like any of those signs would be really great. So just let us know if you, if he's up with us or not. Uh, okay, this is episode 216 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. I want to say thank you, Annika Wu, for being here. <laughs> not you. And Thanks um, for being you. Thank thanks you. for being you. Thank you. Ms. Wu. That's what she thank meant you. to say. She wasn't saying your full name. She was saying It's okay. been a pleasure. Thanks for And thanks for on. listening. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Bitch, please. <laughs>